Yo, yo, yo. Yo. What's going on, guys? What's going on, everybody? It's James. We back with the flight show. Second episode. Sorry for the delay. We just been busy, you know, handling business like we normally do. But um, we back, you know, tonight we're going to tap in on just business aspects, how to run a vintage clothing business. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's reselling it. right now. You know what I mean? And um, that's what we need to tap into. We want to talk about it. We want to hear about it. So what you think? What's going on, Tyler? None, man. None, man. I've been seeing all these vintage pages and stuff like that, people in the game, seeing everything, basically. Same old, same old. But I'm um, going to ask you the first question is, um, what are the beginning steps of having a vintage resale business? What are your big your steps will be? Or, yeah, like stuff like so, that. I mean, starting a vintage, you know, clothing resale business, um, I think... It depends on 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 if you're selling on a platform, if you're mm -hmm. doing, you know, shows. It depends on how you want to jump in. But I mean, first get established with you know your social media page, mm -hmm. um, Instagram, TikTok, all your social media platforms. Get that set up first. Okay. And then I think you know just jump into if you want to do it um, full time or as a legitimate business. Mm -hmm. You know, get an LLC. Um, or an S-Corp, you know what I mean? Just depending yeah. on whatever fits what you're trying to do. And then, I mean, go from there. Okay. Um, you know, flea markets is a good way to start. Um, Goodwill, Salvation Army, mm. you know, just little things like that. Work at ground level stuff, you would say. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, start in your closet. You may have yeah. some stuff you know, that you didn't know you had. You know, get on eBay, Depop, um, Grailed. Etsy, mm. uh, Poshmark, all these platforms, and just, you know, start typing stuff up, looking stuff up, kind of learning prices and price ranges and, you know, how, how much certain certain pieces go for, what stuff goes for. And then, I mean, I think that's, like, like step one. You okay. know what I mean? Um, um, let me ask you this before you get into your second step. Would you say having, like you said, mentioning on, depending if you're reselling only online, only doing shows, uh a brick and mortar do you think that that change in the business affects everything would you say like that that you know location would you say i mean it depends it depends on what you on what you want to do you know if you're if you're starting off you know part-time if you're in school or mm. you know you um have a part-time job and you want to do this as like a side hustle mm -hmm. it just depends on what what, like your lifestyle. Yeah, your lifestyle. How I got you. you. How you want to get into it and what, you know, what you're looking to get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you're doing it part-time or you're in school, then, you know, I mean, like I said, research as much as possible online is going to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. um, hitting, stopping in Salvation Armies and thrift shops and tag sales and estate sales and all those types of things and just buying little things, buy one piece, two pieces, go from there. And kind of just work your way up. Like I said, start with your closet as, as well. Yeah, of course. Um, and then, I mean, if you're trying to go full-time or you're trying to dive in, you know, seriously with it, then definitely do those things times 10, to mm -hmm. be honest. And definitely just network. People on Instagram, there's tons of vintage pages now. Oh, there's there's like thousands now. Thousands now. You know, everybody's selling vintage. YouTube channels and stuff like that. Exactly. So it's all types of... It's all types of exposure for, for the market, and uh, it's definitely easy to just tap in with that and find, you know, find some gems, um, learn a little bit more about the game in general. Learn your history. And then, yeah, and then just go 
go from there. So it just depends on your approach, how you want to get into it. Yeah, the only reason I mention that just because I, it hit me, because uh, we travel all the time, we go to these different shows and network with different people that, you know, I got the opportunity to see other people, how they run their vintage business. Because we've met people, you're good friends with people that, you know, only do shows or only do online. So it's cool to see that different perspective. Yeah, I think you try a little bit of everything and find, you know, what works <coughs> for you. Um, when we started, we were doing, we, we started part-time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we actually were working two jobs and doing this on the weekends. It's a grind. Yeah, and, I mean, we just only had time. We didn't even really have time to source. We just only really had time for flea markets on Sundays. Okay. We've been doing the flea markets and um, eBay, buying on eBay, selling on eBay. Poshmark, Depop, all those platforms, like just selling stuff on there and then kind of learning, learning what you like, learning your style. Because within Vintage, depending on um, however you want to sell, everybody has different styles. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Your everybody has different styles. So it just kind of depends on, on, you know, what you're into. But you find your style, you buy pieces that's within your style, mm -hmm. study pieces that's within your style, and then learn how to expand your collection and go from there exactly and differentiate yourself everyone has their own type of swag how they spin off their type of business yeah. and stuff like that um back to the first question i talked about earlier today though you said your second basic step would be what um starting at the beginning we got the first one and then we'll, let's go back to the second one yeah so the second the second basic step i mean get get a business get a business paypal mm. get a business um cash app get a business account in general um even get a get a credit card account. Okay. It just depends on how you want to tap into it. Um, but yeah, do that. Get your back end stuff in order. Right. If you know, if you're doing it part time, make sure you know you're you're recording everything for tax purposes and mm. stuff like that so you can get write offs and you know, expenses. You know, just get your back end stuff in order first. Learn about the back end stuff mm. and then get all that in order before you even, you know, really start buying and selling stuff, to be honest. I got you. Okay. Word. That's what's up. I mean it's out it's all out there. Yeah. It's all like all the methods and stuff like that. It's all out there. Just depend how you go about it with the certain things. Um what'd be your third basic step for beginnings? Beginning of a vintage resale shop. Um the third basic step would probably be hop hop right into marketing. Mm. You know what I okay. mean? How are you going to market? How are you going to, you know, attract others to your page, to your pieces? How can people find you? Mm. You know, where can people find your stuff? Um, do you cross post? Do you post on multiple, you know, platforms? Do you only post on Instagram? Do you only sell at the flea market? Mm. So, you know, kind of mold yourself into whatever your style and how you want to run and operate your business and then learn and start you know, putting out content to expose yourself to everybody else so people can find you okay. and learn about you, you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. what you got going on. Okay, word, that's what's up. I mean, uh, since we talked all about that, this would be another question to, you know, put the icing on cake for it. How would you, like, source this type of funding to, you know, dabble into events or doing online and, you know, splitting the time between school and work and then having the source for your business? Where does the source um, contact part come into play? So, I mean, when you get into sourcing, obviously, um, you don't necessarily have to have a set budget. Mm -hmm. Again, it depends on your situation. So if you're already working a part-time job and, you know, you already have a source of income mm -hmm. and this is something secondary, then create a budget. I want to spend $50 a week or $100 a week on inventory mm -hmm. and, you know, work from there. Or I want to buy, you know, 10 pieces a week. 
20 pieces a week. I got you. You know what I mean? And and start from there. That's, pace yourself. Exactly. You start from there. But definitely, that's the way you can tap in if you already have a source of income. I got um, you. Other ways you can tap in is, like I said, start in your closet. Maybe sell a couple pair of old shoes that you're not wearing no more. Mm. Scrounge up $100, $200, $300 and start with that. Mm. You know what I mean? Um you can get a business credit card. Like I said, get your get your back end stuff in order first. Yeah. Tax paperwork. Credit is important. Oh yeah. That's everything. Tax paperwork, you know, all your license and, and, and everything that you gotta have in whatever state you're in. Make sure all the back end paperwork is proper of course. and got everything in order. Make sure you have an accountant and things like that. And um, you know, go from there. But like I was saying, get a, get a business credit card. You can get a business credit card. Let's say you get approved for a thousand dollars. You know what I mean. You don't have any real other income, so you know getting a credit card would be beneficial to for your first like step into getting funding for your business. Plus building your credit on top of that. Oh yeah, definitely. And then you you take that thousand dollars, you cash advance it. Mm-hmm. You know, take out the money physically, and go to flea markets. Go to you know shows start buying like that all right cool i got this credit card i'm gonna spend a thousand and then whatever you make you pay the credit card off okay and then you do the next thing the next month and obviously as you know with credit cards you get increases so Mm -hmm. you may start with a thousand and then go to five thousand and then go to ten thousand you know what i mean and use the credit as your cash flow you know what i mean to source and kind of fund the business if you're starting from nowhere with no type of cash flow okay i got you you know what i mean so those are those are the two things those are the two or three things that i would do you know or look into doing to start um as far as getting funding so. got you okay that's what's up um another thing i'd ask you would be how would you so like we said in the first question how everyone has their own type of style in their business you know whatever your type of swag is your style all the other type of stuff um how do you differentiate differentiate or market yourself on on a different way to um on this business would you say so like if i just came into the business you know i got the capital but i just don't know how to you know put myself out there what would be your way of marketing or great marketing um again tap into whatever your style is so if you have if Let's say, let's say you're into, you know, you're into like 60s military stuff, okay. right? You know, maybe take a lot of outdoorsy pictures of your product, you know, maybe um, take pictures and post content that relate, you know, to, to, to military, to the clothing, mm. you know what I mean? Go to those type of destinations, mm. you know what I mean? Different things like that is, is one way you could tap in. And then just putting out content in general. I think a lot of people overthink content. Post your product. Oh, if yeah. you go to the thrift and you got 10 tees, post them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe post them individually. You know, highlight them. I definitely say, um, not to cut you off, definitely say posting content is probably like one of the biggest things. Yeah, nah, definitely, for sure. People try to, try to map out and, mm-hmm. you know... Um, figure out the perfect way to post content it's it's just just do it just consistency just just, pick up pick up your phone and do it whether it's vlogging youtube whatever find your style if it works you get traction you get an engagement keep going switch Mm -hmm. it up don't post the same way don't post the same things okay you know what i mean post you know around current events if you got some sports tees and the yankees is in the playoffs or the yankees is winning Post it during baseball season. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Different things like that. Just kind of be creative mm. and, you know, 
start there, but you can do anything with your iPhone. So, I mean, use That's your true. iPhone, use YouTube, you know what I mean? Just use use everything. Okay. I like that. Basically, so when you guys started your style for Flight Vintage, what was your, you know, what, what were your guides or what ways did you do to market yourself on a different I would say not level, but different frequency as other people. We just posted product. Gotcha. We just we just were consistent about posting product every day. We you know we would get product in, we would get product washed, steam ready to to present to be sold, and we would post. So whatever product we 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 got in, we try to get it posted same day if not the next day, mm. and we try to post product every day. That was at the beginning. And then we started, you know, pushing, pushing like more of the lifestyle. Okay. So we started doing shows. So we would, we would post like content when we travel to other cities. Mm-hmm. We would, you know, do YouTube recaps on different shows that we did in different cities, um, stuff like that. Buyouts that we've done, flea markets that we've gone to, different shows, and we would just post content like that. Like if we go to a show, and you get a hundred T-shirts, do a clip of you know 100 t's that you just got brand new inventory from such okay. and such you know what i mean just kind of kind of figure it out in your own way you know what i mean i think like i said don't don't overthink it mm. don't overthink it just post just be post yourself the content. yeah just <laughs> that keep too. keep putting the content out there and you know i would say try to make sure you tapping into all platforms don't just mm. post on one platform post on all, all social media all social the internet's media. free yeah if you think about all it. social media tiktok um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, you know what I'm saying? And now nowadays, a lot of people is tapping into like Patreon, oh, yeah. OnlyFans, Reddit. There's positive ways to use OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. If you of didn't course. know that. You know nah, what I, mean? I knew that. Yeah, there's positive, <laughs> way, there's positive ways to use OnlyFans. You know what yeah. I mean? So different stuff like that and figure out, you know, you got different apps, network app, whatnot app. You know what I mean? Yeah. Goodwill's coming out with a new app now. Wait, what? They are? Yeah, I mean, so it's all types of it's all types of stuff that you could That's that wild. you could um tap into, but but definitely try to be versatile on, you know, your style and what you what you um put your content out on. That's crazy Google's dropping an app now. What are you gonna be able to do in that thing, you think? I mean, I'm not sure. I think they try to set it up kinda like eBay and uh, Depop. That'd be insane. Yeah, so just another selling platform. But that's another reason why um, we'll tap into it in a second. Why mm-hmm. sourcing is important because yeah. Goodwill and Salvation Army and all these places they're tapped into vintage and they know it's popping. Yeah. So they're gonna start pulling stuff or upcharging stuff. Like if you go to the thrift, mm-hmm. you know you've been you've been thrifting for for some time now. You know. Oh, yeah. That, um, you it, know, two dollars versus twenty five dollars for the same type of t shirt. Exactly. The increase has been crazy on, on on the on the shirts and stuff like that and the thrift. It's it's, it's, wild. An, it's it's crazy to see because when you guys started doing, you know, the Goodwills and the Salvation Hours, I was younger and I used to see like, you know, the stuff you just be sitting there and like the, the prices wasn't crazy because, you know, it's salvation, goodwill, whatever. Yeah. But now when I go in there, it's like they're charging like special things or like thirty, forty dollars and it's like it's insane to think a corporation is like controlling that that type of inventory based off of what's going on in the current like generation with like vintage and stuff like that. Yeah, nah, definitely. I mean, like I said, vintage, not even just vintage, 
thrifting in general yeah that's true is, that's true is what's popular right now it doesn't it, it depends like there's all types of styles you could thrift designer you could thrift you know everything it doesn't have to just be vintage but you know just thrifting in general secondhand clothing used clothing mm -hmm. is popular yeah and it's oh, popping yeah. right now and everybody's it's helping in. the planet all that yeah everybody's tapping in so sourcing sourcing is a, is is big also you know what i mean there's yeah. all types of different ways you could source mm -hmm. you know what i mean you got your thrifts you got your, you know, your, your apps, your Depops, Ebay's, yeah. flea markets, estate sales. Mm -hmm. um, you got Offer Up, Let Go, Craigslist. There's a lot of buying applications out there. There's all types of places that you could research to, to you know, find inventory, um, warehouses, rag houses, everything. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, like I said, you start where you feel comfortable at. If you have funding, you know what I mean? Jump right in. You know what I mean? I honestly, I honestly, let me take that back. I don't think you should jump right in. I say I you gotta learn and understand definitely. the game first for like a first like time and period. Understand it, respect it, and then once you go from there, it's like you know, keep going stuff like that. Definitely, definitely, get in, learn the game, learn learn the style, mm -hmm. learn the style. Vintage and reselling is is a business in itself, but you gotta create a style that works for you. Yeah. Everybody trying to copy and do the same thing everybody else is doing. You gotta put your own swag onto it. You gotta you gotta have your own you gotta have your own swag. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's there's like you said thousands of of vintage clothing Instagrams oh, yeah. and social medias, and it's like if people don't switch it up or people don't find find their style. Then it's like what's gonna differentiate you charging me fifty dollars for this shirt when the guy on the other app is charging me twenty five? Exactly. So you got like, that, that. That's that's a point. Also, you know what I mean. You know who you decide to buy from because everybody has T-shirts and everybody's reselling exactly. now. I definitely noticed that. Like the um, the price game has not changed in the fact, but the perspective of it. Just because like we were talking about, like there's mad other uh, users out there and applications that already do the thrifting and the you know the buying so yeah it's there's, crazy there's all that. types but that's that's what goes into <laughs> that goes back into what is your style exactly you what know, keeps you different from them yeah your style and how you promote and market you know your brand and 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 your resale page what you got going on is what's going to lead to people shopping with you right. regularly that's what's up so since we we're talking all about that um one of the biggest investments you do into a business is time so i'd say we can go on top of that topic uh what is your perspective difference on going part time into this business or full time? What's your pros, your cons? What do you what would you say that is like that? Okay, so if 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 you're gonna do part time, like I said, the best thing is research and you know studying, and you know learning, you know absorbing, going to flea markets, going to shows, go to come to a shop like Flight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Look at the pieces. You know, ask. You know, that's what we're here for. Also, you know, what I mean, we're 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 teachers. We're students. We're learning. You know, ourselves every day. Of course, so it's we, like, we like to talk about everything that's in the shop. Everything has a story. All the pieces have a story. Um, you know, there's definitely tons of knowledge to be learned by just going into a you know resale shop in your area in your city. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, and talking to the owners or talking to other people that shop there about what they like, what's cool, what's in. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like with just like with streetwear and, and sneakers, it's the same thing. Oh yeah. You know, it's just applied to the vintage community. Now, let me ask you this, since we're already on that kind of topic. When you guys started Flight Vintage, did you see it being like a part time thing? Like did you did it start as a part time thing where you were still working plus, you know, dishing the streets out with vintage, or did you knew you were gonna jump into full time? 
So I'm, we started it part-time. Like I said earlier, we both was working two jobs and reselling. Mm-hmm. And then it just came to a point where, you know, we got addicted. You know, we, we love what we what we do. You know, not even not even just just making making money. I mean, anything you put your time into and dedication, money will come. You know, what I mean, it's never about about money, but just, just do what you love. Just having fun. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like to this day, we've been doing this eleven years now. Jeez. To this day, still having fun. Yeah. Life, every, every life's day too I'm short fun. to not have fun. Yeah. Every, not to every do what you day I'm do. having fun with this. So, you know, that's what led to us becoming full-time with it okay you know what i mean we was just having fun mm. and what we love to do and having fun and then eventually financially money started being made mm. you know what i mean so that made it kind of like a no-brainer you know it was, what just, I mean? it was just, a double whammy it was just yeah great. it's like we're having fun you know we're we're doing what we love to do and fortunately we put in enough work to you know receive blessings financially that's amazing that's amazing um so we talked about part-time now what'd you say your full-time aspect of it would you say what can really you know tighten your head on the business make sure you can go forward in that full-time position yeah so if you jump if you jump into it full-time or when you get you know to that that point where you want to where you want to jump in full-time um you know jump all in Mm -hmm. you know do it 24 hours Mm -hmm. seven days a week you know what i mean give it give it everything you have because one, you gotta survive. Now you yeah. make a decision that this is how I'm gonna survive and live. Yeah. I'm trying to live off of this. And then two, you know, it it's a career choice. It's a you know what I mean? You you don't really wanna jump into something full time and, and take it lightly. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think just do that. But as long as you're having fun, honestly, that's the main part. Exactly. Don't do something that you don't in, that you don't enjoy. Because if you're having fun with it, it's gonna feel it's not gonna feel like a job. Exactly. Like I said, we've been doing this for a while, and it still doesn't feel like a job. Nah, I don't you know think what I mean? And it's just, it's just me and Amber operating the business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and it's still fun. <laughs> we fully operate the business. You know what I mean? We we do everything from sourcing mm-hmm. to running the shop to doing the shows. That's that's our style. Mm-hmm. We get back to talking about that. Like that may not work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you may not have a partner. Or you know a girlfriend, boyfriend, or whoever to to run the business with you. Mm-hmm. So that may not be your situation, but like I said, it just it just. It, I say with that when finding your style with that type of thing, I'd say you look at the game, see how people do it. You know, dabble from here to there, see what you like. Or you could do your own spin on this and that, and then you know you can create your own style. Um, if you're having a hard time thinking of it off the rip, yeah. just because like there's a bunch of other people in the same position, like they're gonna do the same thing. You're oh doing. yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I look at it, I look at tons of vintage pages and yeah. businesses every day i look at all types sne- um designer sneakers mm-hmm. streetwear i look at all types of pages on a day-to-day basis and you know i don't i don't necessarily copy anybody like i said we have a style i like to say we reference okay. i'll take a i'll reference i'll make a note like oh i like that mm-hmm. or i like how they did that or i like how this person did that and you know i'll do it or switch it or do it my way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, you know, post the same way as somebody no, else no, 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 no. or, you know what I mean, do the same type of things. You know, I tr- we try to we try to switch it up. We try to do what, you know, we like to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people people received it. People have given us feedback. They like it. And, you know, that's kind of how we run and operate 
you know, our business. Everybody gets into, oh yeah, well this this page is posting like this or this. Did you see this person's <laughs> page and that person's page? It's you gotta like, be focused on your business. You gotta yeah. be focused on what you know what's gonna help you. Yeah, it's like, like for your when, business. When you jump into this, do your thing, and I think it's important to reference and try to learn from people that have done it before you. Oh no, yeah, of course. You gotta you have to respect you have to respect and understand the people that did this before you. There's no way of like crossing that line and being like, Oh, I know more of more than you just because I do the same thing as you. Yeah. Well not even not even that, just you know, interact with those people. Yeah. Because if, if somebody's doing something that you you know that you are doing or you enjoy doing then you know, hey, how did you get to this point? You're mm-hmm. 10, 11 years in the game. Mm-hmm. How did you get to this point from day one? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of business owners, a lot of people, entrepreneurs in general, you know, they want that. They yeah. want those questions. They want people, you know, coming to them and and Cause that's and part of your networking. That's how you learn. You can learn just as much as somebody can learn from me. I can learn from somebody else. Of course. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like you got to look at it from both perspectives. I think a lot of people get in get in the game, whether it's sneakers, vintage, whatever, mm-hmm. clothing in general, get in the game and, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be this person and I'm going to be, oh, yeah, my stuff is better than his stuff. And okay. It's like, bro, if, if, if I see somebody doing something right business-wise because I'm in business and I know mm-hmm. what it takes and I do it full-time, I'm going to respect it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to interact and engage and network, you know what I mean, and learn, take whatever I could take from that person and apply it to what I got going on. That's what's up. Um, since we're, I'm gonna ask the last question of the episode. Um, it's gonna tie into basically everything. What would be your saying your way of making profit off the business? Um, we have already talked about sourcing, inventory, and prices. Would you say? But now, how would you say differentiating sourcing and now to making profit? Yeah. So I mean, it goes back to it goes back to the beginning where we were talking about having a budget. Mm-hmm. So you know, you have. You have a certain amount of money you want to spend on inventory to resell, but I'm gonna go even, even deeper. You know, if you want, at least with clothing. Now, this is specifically for vintage clothing. Mm-hmm. It can be applied to sneakers and streetwear and designer clothing as well, but specifically vintage clothing. Um, the more inventory you have, if you if you want to be if you want to make a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. then you need to have a hundred thousand worth in inventory. No, yeah, of course. You get what I'm saying? So I think, I think, you know, keep that mindset from the beginning where, okay, I want to make a certain amount. I want to make, you know, 2000 a week, 3000 a week, whatever. I want to make $1,000 a mm-hmm. week. Make sure you have that times two, three in inventory. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I got you. you. Know, so that, that, that part there, hey, if I want to make $1,000 this week, I need to put out a thousand or two thousand dollars worth of inventory on my site this week. That's what I gotta post. Or I need to post a hundred t shirts or two hundred t shirts this week to make that thousand dollars. Okay. You know I never I mean? thought of it as the inventory aspect as well. Yeah, I so I like that. that that's that's one part of it. That's kinda how you know, that's kinda how we look at it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, as far as making profit. The second part is Obviously, try to keep your expenses as low as possible. Of course. Because the less you dish out, the more you take home. make. You know what I mean? So, you know, sourcing. If if you have a certain budget, mm-hmm. you know, maybe stick with that budget and try to increase the quality of what you're buying so okay. that you can make, you know, a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. So maybe instead of buying 100 pieces at one price, 
maybe buy 50 pieces, but they're 50 better quality So upgrade pieces. the quality. Yeah, so, okay. you know, slowly increase the quality of what you're buying so that, you know, your your, your margins will be a little bit different. Mm. Um, that's another thing. And I'd say one thing could be possibly, too, is just knowing more of your history of with vintage. So hypothetically saying, like, always keeping yourself, like, educated with this stuff is important, I'd say, just because once you learn more, you understand more tees, you understand more pants and what the prices could be in the future for that item. Yeah, no, nah, definitely paying attention to the market is a way you can you can make um, profit, but it, it's really it's really moving units too. Oh no, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? You can study and learn and you know digest the game and have all the knowledge, but it's still it's like if you have a skill and science to move the units. Of course, because if you have a hundred banger tees on a rack. That doesn't mean necessarily they're going to fly out the rack just because you have them. You have to market oh, yeah. yourself. You have to Definitely sell yourself. Not. So, like, that's what you're talking about. I agree a thousand percent with you just because, you know, you got to have a style of getting it out the door. Yeah, definitely. That goes back to, you know, your marketing and your content and, mm -hmm. you know, your style. Your um, customer service, very important. Yeah, definitely. Customer service, professionalism, um, you know what I mean? Just how you operate on business terms. Yeah. If you run in a business, run a business. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So th those are other little little pieces that factor into making profit also. Okay. And um, lastly, I would say on that topic is probably just, um, again, increase. As you increase your inventory, as you grow your inventory to that, you know, $1,000 worth of inventory, 2000 5000 10000 mm -hmm. um, you know, slowly increase your your prices on your stuff okay you know what i mean depending on with supply time, demand type exactly of thing. With, with time over time you know you're acquiring you know certain pieces a certain amount of pieces time goes on year one you may have only been able to sell this amount of pieces now you're in year two you're in year three mm -hmm. you know of reselling it's like okay hey this has this is what I value my stuff at. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, reference eBay and online platforms for pricing, which is cool, but eventually as a business, as a brand, as having your own style, mm -hmm. you know, you can you can price your stuff for what you want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know it's a fair price point, you know what you pay for your inventory, you know what time and effort you put into the business, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to charge a certain price so i think that as well as you grow your business kind of figure out what you want to sell your stuff for i got you for you not necessarily off of profit mm. you get what i'm saying i got you yeah so that's dope that's the one thing i like about vintage too is just because it's so different from like designer and i even say sometimes hype is that vintage over time it's still going to get it's it's going to get more and more worth just because it's getting older yeah type of thing like you know designer doesn't really get better over time and depending on the streetwear, it's not going to really... It varies on certain, like, collabs, but, like, the base, like, you know, um, Supreme stuff like that, it's not going to go crazy. Yeah, and, and with vintage, like, different stuff over time, you know, increases value, but also different trends. Mm -hmm. Something that's out or popping right now may not be popping in 10 years, but another category of something else will be popping. Like the, like the um, cargo pants right now. Yeah, like Carhartt, car, Dickies. Yeah, cargo pants, camo pants. Yeah, those are really big. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, oversized denim, like Ed Hardy, um, Jinko, Paco, mm -hmm. jeans, um, all types of stuff. So, I mean, just like I said, if you're growing your inventory, 
if you want to make a million dollars, then you should have a million dollars worth of inventory. I respect that. You know what I mean? I think that's one one piece that everybody should should stick with is whatever that's with whatever you're selling. Sneakers, streetwear, vintage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Designer. So that's what's up, man. I, I'm just a good episode today. We learned a lot. We learned inventory matters, being yourself matters, loving the game matters, and a bunch of other gems we spit today. Uh, I appreciate you guys for watching. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Thanks, everybody, for tapping in. You know, um, reach out to us. Let us know what you want us to, to touch on. You know, a little bit more streetwear, vintage. What do y'all want us to talk about? Who do Again, who do y'all want us to feature? Mm-hmm. You know, within the next couple episodes, we're going to start having guests on, and we're going to start tapping into their story, what they got going on, different businesses, different brands. It's going to be fun. So definitely reach out. Stay tuned. Appreciate y'all. Stay blessed. Later.